everyone. Good afternoon, everyone. Good evening. Uh, welcome to Unite 2030 um, year 2021 podcast episodes. Um, I am Damaris Aswa from Kenya, and I'm having a co-host. Um, hello, guys. I am Esther, a delegate with the fourth cohort of Unite 2030. Uh, we are interviewing our guest is Yodike Mogeni, and we are all eager to hear about her changemaker journey. Thank you, Yodike Mogeni. For making it uh, to this podcast session. So, we would like to jump straight to our first question. And could you kindly tell us more about yourself? Um, thank you very much, um, Esther and Damaris, for help having me on the podcast. And a very good day to um, all that are listening in. My name is, is Yodike Tangeni Muyoro. I am born and I live in Namibia. And um, I currently live in the coastal town of Wolfish Bay. Um, I'm a 44-year-old mother of three and grandmother of one. Um, yes, uh, both of my parents were pastors and we moved around a lot. So I guess I got a lot of exposure from there. And they were both very, very passionate community activists um, and worked tirelessly to better the lives of the people within the communities um, that we lived in. So um, they got involved in projects that affected the grassroots communities and thus brought um, about much change. Uh, this passion, I guess, rubbed off on me. I have a fierce passion for the plight of the less fortunate and those that are overlooked, those that are sidestepped, misguided, and sidelined. I believe with all my essence that knowledge is power, and my vision is to empower individuals in order for them to make better decisions or choices um, that in tune affect households, communities, societies, nations and our continent at large. Thus, I have dedicated my life to bring about a needed change within the training and development scope or through training and development interventions um, within soft skills, leadership and entrepreneurial development within the community that I live in. That is very impressive and very inspiring that you have dedicated all your life to doing things for the community in that way. Um, give us a highlight of how you interact with the broader community at the grassroots level. Okay. Um, I, I really connect with um, a variety of, of groups within the faith-based organizations, um, uh, community-based organizations, NGOs, um, locally within my community, and also way beyond um, my community and beyond the borders of our country. So what I try and do, especially locally, is I try and get involved um, with whatever voluntary services are there in our community um, that 
especially um, where I can help in any any way possible. This is how I just, you know, sort of spread out my my wings of my feelers and really find um, the areas that that I would like that I find I can actually come in and help with. Um, and also, um, I try and reach out to the constitu local constituency officers as they are, there's always, um, you know, information to find out a way one can help. The local constituency councillors always need, you know, an additional hand. I also try and reach out to a lot of youth groups, women groups, um, and then also to schools as well. So basically, and then what I do as I reach out is I basically network and just find that just getting in and giving a helping hand sometimes allows for opportunities um, that you will go and find where, you know, much more help is needed or possibly even more, much more structured help. And then what I try and do is within the scope that um, we that I work in and an empowerment hub delivers, then I try and, you know, you know, get in there. The, what we do is we bring these services um, to the community free of charge, um, but we also ensure that they are um, of the best quality. That is also what is very important. Recently, um, we collaborated with an um, African organization called Africans Rising in celebration of the Africa Day celebrations and Empowerment Hub hosted a interactive dialogue um, of young people and it was actually a resounding success and very key issues um, were really highlighted at this uh, particular event and I just want to add on that um, the youth that attended attended were from different, you know, youth forums and groups um, with differences in ideological beliefs and so on. So it was an absolute um, wonderful thing to have these diversities together, um, you know, for common situations that are actually affecting us all, irrespective of the differences in our beliefs. Yeah. Um, that is very good. Actually, speaking of Empowerment Hub, I've had you mention that you had this entire thing where you included the youth to, um, the, the, the discussions which included the youth in. So it's very impressive because so many organizations talk about advocacy for you, for young people and um, capacity building. And it's very impressive to see an organization that is actively moving towards capacity building for young people. So my question will be, why do you think capacity building is so important, and especially for young people? And do you think it results in more sustainable development in those projects that you do for the community? Um, thank you for that question, Esther. Um, succession is a concept that I find absol absolutely important and very relevant. Um, no one person can, you know, within in a generation can think that they will live long enough to sort out um, all the problems for generations to come. No man is an island, you know, and the show must go on. So um, there is no way that I can leave a legacy without passing on the baton to another. I find the best way for that to happen um, 
is by you know giving over to the next generation and the only way we can do that is by um garnering uh, specific projects um or in setting up specific projects in which young people can be empowered in as such um my passion is really for for my passion for the for the youth is just thinking about the next generation what's going to happen <laughs> when i'm not there and you know who's going to be the teachers the the doctors the leaders of um my granddaughter who is also growing up now you know so when you when i think about that and think about the fact that you know life is a continuum and it doesn't end with me it doesn't begin and end with me i then um find that you know really investing in the youth is is something of um of importance what we also find today is that um nowadays youth are not the same you know as the as the yesterday's youth and when we look at problems or challenges um of the future we find that it is only the generations of today that will basically be able to find solutions towards towards those challenges so if we do not equip them with you know what it is that it, that we have or with the possible resources that they will find beneficial you know going forward then yeah then i find i don't know um what what i'm what i'm to do else <laughs> or you know otherwise but but to stand in that gap so yes i have a deep passion for the youth a deep passion for their leadership mm-hmm. a deep passion um for their insights the wisdom um that can come from them and i really believe that the little we can do to empower them should be done within the programs that we do um provide and we need to workshop as much as possible in order to open up the way for them going forward that is actually very true because failing young people now is like failing uh, this generation and another generation or the other generations to come in your pursuit of this um would you please share any challenges that you have come across and how you have handled them just a highlight of what you have fought with and how you have overcome okay um you know we i have overcome a lot of challenges and um in all the challenges i have learned to rise up stronger than before uh, to be resilient and also to understand that as long as we all take a breath on this earth we will have challenges in every arena of our lives the secret lies in learning from them and rising up with innovative ideas management skills and moving forward with fortitude one of the greatest challenges i have had to overcome and um still sort of do is you know losing losing my my 9 to 5 job uh, and with the comfort of the income that one gets from there you know so the loss of income has brought on so many more challenges you know the challenges of struggling to meet um basic needs like the roof over our heads our daily meals um and for a mother and a grandmother it is it is pain when you are not certain um where their next meal is going to come from and how to secure the roof over their heads um how i overcome these challenges are first and foremost to acknowledge that i am not alone on this planet facing challenges for me this is vital as we can become so self-centered 
in our own struggles and forget that others face even more challenges than what we you know than, than what I'm facing. From there, I tackle my mind as I can run away because our minds can run away with us and make things worse than they are. You know, I then focus on finding management skills to tackle each challenge one at a time. And once my mind is settled and calm, I can, um, I then have, you know, can come up with creative ideas and ways to resolve matters that are not, and then, you know, that are not so difficult. That's interesting to note, uh, Tangeni. We appreciate that we work in a, in a society or environment where we can't avoid challenges, but it's good to note that you've been able to handle the challenges in an effective way. So my question will go to theory of change. I understand that when we are doing the community work, in whichever angle that we are going, uh, we are tackling, we always have a theory of change in our mind. So in regards to your theory of change, how does your current results framework look like? Do you have any incredible highlights, any impact that you would wish to share with us? Um, Damaris, the, the current results framework encompasses a knowledgeable individual who makes informed decisions and choices leading to a better society and so on. Um, that, that, would be, that is basically the results framework in the long term that we are looking at. And in so doing, we know that for the short term and the medium term, we need to actively get involved. Um, when we look at results or look at it from a results framework perspective, the idea here is to get involved. You, you, we can't, you know, sit by the sidelines and just talk, um, you know, about the changes that we want to see. It's all about, um, you know, jumping in and looking at innovative ways how you know, to get youth involved, how to get individuals involved, how to get our communities involved, how to help them speak up a bit more. So um, the, the in, we are basically looking at an empowered youth, an empowered woman, an empowered society, and so on, where people are asking the right questions and where they are not just complacent and accepting what is being handed to them, and um, we are striving then towards, uh, you know, change in every arena, change that brings hope for a better tomorrow. So with that, we, 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 our results framework is looking at interventions through training and capacity building, interventions through um, interactive dialogues and workshops where we set, you know, where we can cultivate and structure proper presentations and strategic documents that we can you know, give through to um, the legislators of our country and also with interventions where we can have the conversations that are most difficult, irrespective of our diverse um, uh, ideologies and beliefs. Um, and through this, hopefully we want to, you know, tackle, um, have the discussions and find lasting solutions, um, you know, to, to our societal uh, challenges. One of the highlights that we've had was the interactive dialogue with the youth. Um, and what happened here was in as much as the ideas sprung forth, we now want to take it further by having these workshops where we take out the youth and we allow, we go and help and facilitate, you know, so that they can, we can break it completely down. And as youth hand 
um, you know, strategic documents over to our respective legislators. I will leave Esther to maybe ask the next question. Oh, so mine, I would, if, are the, where you are right now, if you had a message for your 18-year-old self, what would you tell her? Um, for my 18-year-old, she had an opportunity to go to university mm -hmm. and she opted out because of financial constraints. I would tell her to go to university nonetheless. Just go, just show up. Some doors only open when we show up no matter what. I would tell her to submit to authority and find a life mentor and coach and to listen to them. I would tell her to love all, but <laughs> to love all but trust no one. I would tell her boys can wait. <laughs> I would tell her to look up at the stars. And when she does, I would tell her to reach for them because they are attainable. Thank you. Wow. A young Yodhike look, looks like she has some stories to tell. Um, my last question. That's really interesting, right? It, it is. <laughs> very interesting. One who would listen to that, really. <laughs> um, Thank you. My last question would be, um, if you were speaking to somebody somewhere, a young change maker who was trying to break into the social impact field, what would you tell her or what any anything else that you would like to share with somebody who's young trying to make into it into this field and doesn't know when to where to settle yet and their challenges what would you tell her or him okay i would tell them um firstly you need to know yourself get to know who you are what makes you tick and what are really your areas of interest because in as much as we want to, you know, get, get out there and get involved, if we don't know what the area of our interest is, we might get involved in stuff that don't, that don't run alongside our passion or that which drives us. So I would definitely say start off with yourself and really find out what are the, really the areas that concern you most that um, will make you wake up at, at, at three o'clock in the morning and, and you, want, you want to do something about, you know, within our society. Once you've, you've, you know, you've got that underhand, then you can start looking out as you are, you know, uh, also uh, getting taught yourself. So um, you need to do, uh, life is... You need to be a lifelong scholar, if one can put it that way, of personal development. So you continuously need to, you know, upgrade yourself individually as a human being, as yourself as a leader. Don't wait to get into a leadership position to to um, to lead beyond authority. You know, we need to learn to lead beyond authority. We can't wait for the title in order to lead. We need to get up and just start, you know, leading where you are at, starting with yourself first and then branching out. In your within your respective communities, look for the areas that you most find interest in or that you know your skill set or your strength can can also, you know, come in and help. And once you've discovered that. Um, connect, connect with the local people, connect with your constituency offices and your local authorities, connect with other organizations where you can volunteer and where you can learn more. 
um, and, and as long as you are going to connect and as long as you get involved, you keep showing up. Even when it becomes tough and challenging, you just keep showing up because that is, it's in showing up that the, that, the, that, the, that the lasting changes and differences within our societies come. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tangeni. Uh, I think I have a last question that I will... Is there anything that maybe you would wish to share with us that we've not captured? This is the moment that you can pour out your, uh, your, your heart and just speak to anyone who is listening. Anything that you feel we've left out, please do. Um, Damaris and Esther, I really want to thank you guys for this platform. I want to encourage both of you not to give up, you and the rest of the team that is making up um, part of um, this, this change group. Um, please don't stop, even when it gets challenging, even when the network seems to be affected because um, our um, you know, weather conditions are not suitable. Thank you for, for holding and hanging in there today and making this podcast pass possible. I want you I want to encourage you to keep showing up even on the days when you're not when you don't feel like it keep showing up it may seem that um the little that you are doing is so small and insignificant and it may seem that it is minimalistic and it may seem that it's not making a difference but I guarantee you that every small pebble does have a ripple effect and what you are doing today you might not see the difference but it will have that ripple effect eventually. It will touch lives beyond what you've ever thought. And if you think, um, and for every, anybody out there who's just thinking of giving up and feeling that it's just too tough, you know, to try and, and just make it even just for yourself. Now you need to still make it for the rest of the community and, and our continent and our nations. Keep showing up. Don't give up. Don't give in. Every little bit that you make, every small little bit, it does have a ripple effect and it will have the lasting consequences that it will have. And yeah, with that, I will just leave it there for now. But please keep on keeping on and do not stop what you are doing. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for your time, for sparing your time for this uh, interesting episode. And I hope everyone enjoyed wherever you are. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> Oh, when you